Welcome to Ragbag's bonus bag. My name's Frank Burton, a.k.a. Lazarus Newman. My very special guest on this edition is Cat330, a.k.a. Kathleen Martin, who is simply one of the most original and interesting singer-songwriter-slash-one-woman bands in today's music scene. Let's start off with her song, Shanghai, preceded by the story of the song's origin from, so to speak, the cat's mouth. Literally, I was laying in bed thinking about words. I often, a lot of my ideas and best things that I've ever done come to me when I'm prone after the lights are out and uh, just start letting my mind wander. And I was thinking about words I really like and bulwark came to mind, which I had liked since childhood. And just then that sort of flowed with other words. Oh, I like this word, that word. And then the next day I kind of put all the words together and then I started seeing a narrative form out of it and because I had no idea that it was going to be a narrative or a story like that at all. So that was kind of interesting how those how the creative process comes upon one. Shout out, by the way, to Damien Reber, who plays piano on this song. There's a link to Damien's SoundCloud in the show notes, so check that out once you've listened to this. You sailed up to the sea I pegged you as a player A callous cad and libertine A practiced lady slayer Yes, you always seemed a gent But I would never take the bait And I ignored your every hint To come aboard as your first mate now you've lured me on your skiff And launched us on a cruise for two The tide has turned, I get your drift I'll ride these waves with you It was high time I'm sidelined with you But dang, I've been shanghai by you And now I called out to you, blimey, I'm stymied by you, I'm dizzy when busy with you, all rosy, cuddle cozy with you, and woozy, kind of boozy from you, though sober, I'm over the moon for It's more than fundamental, so tender and so gentle, a pelvis complemental is something Morning has come 
Right, hello listeners. I am here with Cat330, also known as Kathleen Martin. How are you doing? Hi, Frank. I'm doing well. Yourself? Yeah, yeah. I'm very well, thank you, believe it or not. Before we begin, frankly, I I really must address the elephant in the room. I heard your angry podcast, and I don't understand why for most of that program, you display such utter disdain for your audience. I want to reassure everyone listening right now I am here to protect you from our host's slings and arrows. I have your back. I'll take one for you. I'll even fall on my sword for you because I love you. I love you all. You're simply the best. Right now, I'm sending out virtual hugs and kisses to each and every one of you. Lovely. Well, um, yeah, I, I do appreciate the sentiment there. I mean, uh, you know, if, if you knew the ragbag listeners as well as I know them, perhaps you would take a different view. That's all I'm saying. But um, times are changing. Oh, they like they like to be they like to be yelled at. Uh, well, some of them do, actually. But um, uh, unfortunately for them, I think times are uh, a changing around these parts. I'm actually going to change my name uh, to Lazarus Newman. Excellent. So I shall call you Lazarus from now on. You can call me Lazarus by all means. Yeah, yeah. I'm liking the name. It's working out quite well for me so far. Um, so um, what do you think cats are thinking when they hear classical music? I, I asked this because I played Mozart to a cat once. He didn't seem to have an opinion on it. It's a shame I couldn't read his mind. Frankly, that's such a great question. I've virtually been waiting all my long life for someone to ask me this, Lazarus. But first, regarding your blasé cat, now, was it a Siamese? No. Well, Siamese cats are notoriously meh for Mozart. I think he's just very easily dismissed because of his canine-related first name, Wolfgang. Causes their thoughts to drift a bit, you know. But in general, I think tabbies, calicos, tigers, cats small and big, purebred or not, domestic or feral, When they hear the soaring violins and weepy cellos of classical music, most felines are just thanking their lucky stars that cat gut strings are not actually made from the intestines of their ancestors. I think also a bit of licking their lips, which is not easy. Cats don't actually have lips, while they dream of sheep, cattle, and goat guts. Does that help? It does help, yeah. I mean, I appreciate the answer. And, um, yeah, I mean, I don't actually know what kind of cat it was. It was an orange one. (laughs) Oh, that's an orange tabby. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You know, they do say the devil is in the detail, but I really don't understand what that means. Does it mean details are inherently bad or what? Or is Satan just really good at keeping accurate records? 
well, another age-old question, Lazarus. Your confusion on this is you're not considering the full variety of devils and demons found in multiple religions. Satan himself, he has nothing to do with details whatsoever. It's Murmur and Minutia who are the fact-checker and statistician of the underworld. Now, Lucifer, on the other hand, he's famous for shedding light on details that are helpful, but only to his agenda. You know, there was an old Islamic saying originally, the jinn is in the details, which Christianity appropriated as the devil is in the details. But then later, confusing the demon spirit jinn for jinn the alcoholic spirit, the expression sort of transformed under the Romans as in vino veritas. Yes? Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's, uh, that, that is, uh, I really appreciate um, your knowledge on this subject. I, I really, uh, that's one, you've picked some really good categories so far, Lazarus. I mean, you, you have really hit the nail on the head with getting my knowledge bank. Yeah, well, here's one that might get you. I'm starting to get very suspicious about the game Cluedo. I think we're asking the wrong question. Who killed Mr. Black is one thing, but surely the real question is, why has everyone in this house got a different colour as a surname? Is this a conspiracy or what? Hmm. Well, first of all, we dropped the dough over here and just call it Clue. And uh, you said Mr. Black, but I presume you mean Dr. Black, which, by the way, is Mr. Body over here. Okay, well, follow my train of thought. Let me think about this. The game is set in a huge house, isn't it? Yeah. Houses have rooms, right? They do. Rooms are contained areas of space, yes? They are indeed. Well, America's H.P. Lovecraft wrote The Color Out of Space in 1927, whereas your Cluedo was not manufactured until 1949, correct? Okay. Well, in that 22-year interim, Lovecraft's outer space rainbow crossed the Atlantic to fill up the inner spaces of Pratt's Flats, and voila, it became a rainbow coalition of colorful people well ahead of its time, from Lovecraft to Pratt, from Cthulhu to Cluedo. You got that? Lovecraft to Pratt, Cthulhu to Cluedo. Yeah, okay. <laughs> okay, well, then there's an alternative. I think if I, if I just now rack my brain and we hop onto an alternative locomotive of thought, perhaps Pratt's idea was actually to explore various Jungian personality types as represented by their corresponding palette of colors. This hypothesis is supported by the game setting in a large estate house, which represents, of course, the many chambers of the human subconscious and unconscious in psychoanalysis. Miss Scarlet, for example, she's read to represent the feeling, passionate personality type. Mr. Green, or Rev Green, as you Brits choose to call him, corresponds to sensation for his defining type. Now, I'm sure that's why we dropped the reverend, since men of the cloth over here are generally too puritanical to be ruled by empirical sensory experience. Colonel Mustard, he's an intuitive personality represented by yellow, and Mrs. Peacock is blue to reflect the thinking type. Now, as purple, Professor Plum is a hybrid of feeling and thinking. A chromatic Mrs. White, on the other hand, is an amalgam of all possible combinations of colors and personality types. She would represent the fully individuated personality Jung wanted humankind to aspire to. Well, if only she'd refer to herself as Ms. rather than Mrs. All that said, frankly, Lazarus, you are correct. Cluedo is indeed a pseudo-sci-fi intercontinental Jungian conspiracy devised to remove our Freudian slips, which serve, of course, as the underwear of our ideas. You see? I knew it. I knew it yeah. all along. Well, there you go. Moving on. 
I understand there are a number of slight political issues in the United States at the moment. Now, I have a solution. I'm not an expert, but I think America's problems may have begun with the Declaration of Independence. Go with me on this. I don't wish to cause any offence here, but I'd say the obvious solution would be disregard the Constitution and declare yourselves subject to British rule. How do you like that? (laughs) Well, our embarrassment in chief has been disregarding the Constitution from the get-go, so no slight taken as, frankly, there's nothing whatsoever slight about issues facing us over here. But, oh, I beg of you, please don't get me started on our D.C. Circus Maximus and its bozo ringmaster. You know, unlike the Roman Empire, the bread here is doled out in massive tax cuts for the 2% of us only. And without enough bread to mollify the masses, the circus alone no longer serves as sufficient distraction for the remaining 98% of us. Our stomachs and our bank accounts are grumbling a little louder with each passing day, So we are rising up in a massive blue wave to take back our democracy in every Putin-free, fair election without voter suppression held all across this great nation. But in any event, now you folks are having your own significant struggles in the political arena, n'est-ce pas? Uh, Are we? Oh, uh, sorry. I I ought to keep more of an eye on the news. Yeah, you might, especially since you're a new man now. Yeah, I should should do, shouldn't I? Take that on as as one of your new (laughs) chores. And it is a chore, believe me, keeping up with the news. But anyway, subjecting ourselves to Brit rule, again, would be like exiting the oven to witlessly and mitlessly grab a sizzling cast iron skillet, severely burning our hands before the bread loaf has even risen. And for the record, our idea of a populist menu features bread and brisket. But, Mother Teresa, may I say, Brexit is not, in fact, a portmanteau of bread and brisket. Hey, by the way, let me just say this, please, shout out. All listeners in the U.S., please, please, please do your civic duty. Go vote on November 6th. Yeah, do it. Yes. I'm telling you to do that as well. Right. All new men, new men, new women out there, vote, go vote. If you haven't voted, I'm not going to proselytize. Just do it. Just actually just go out and vote for your own self-interest. Yes. Um, But, you know, I I think you are um, right about the whole Brexit thing as well. It's not actually a portmanteau of bread and brisket. You're correct in that assumption. I think that um, I think a lot of people who voted for Brexit are actually um, misread the ballot paper. I think they were actually voting for breakfast. <laughs> and um, unfortunately, that's where a lot of our troubles came from in, in the, um, the last couple of years. Yeah, misreading or, or illiteracy, probably both. Yeah, but possibly, yes. I mean, you know, just, just a thought, just an idea. Anyway, uh, so... <laughs> Yeah, where do we turn from that? <laughs> oh, I'll tell you where we turn from that. If you could turn yourself into an animal, what animal would you choose? I'll add a safety notice to this question. The animal would have your knowledge and personality, but it'll still get confused when it sees a mirror. So say you're a butterfly, you'd flutter past a reflective surface and go, oh, look, there's another butterfly. <laughs> Well, I think my name, Cat330, should be a dead giveaway. And also, my answer to this very much circles back to your lead-off question. I love classical music, and I often think about bowls of awful sweetmeats whenever Box Brandenburg is blaring from the stereo. So, yes, a cat's the animal I turn myself into. I mean, think about it, Lazarus. From the cat's cradle to the grave, I'd have nine lives and be the cat's meow. I could be a cool cat. 
a copycat, a fat cat, a hep cat, a hell cat, a Cheshire cat, a glamourpuss, and a sourpuss, and still have a life left to repeat. Curiosity could kill me eight times, or I could be skinned eight different ways and yet be alive still to relate such cat of nine tales. When I'm not prancing my catwalk clad in cat's pajamas, I'd be sitting in the catbird seat looking like I'd swallowed a canary. Whenever I'm away, the mice will play. My coals would be thoroughly catty, and thus I chose instead to pussyfoot around. People would marvel at what I dragged in and have kittens about what I let out of the bag. I would get your tongue and then start to caterwaul. I'd be busier than a one-eyed cat watching two mouse holes or a three-legged cat in a dry sandbox or even a one-eyed cat peeping in a seafood store. My crystal radio would have the finest cat's whiskers. And who, after all, dares to bell a cat? You best believe if you rub my fur the wrong way, I will make the fur fly. In a game of cat and mouse, you'd have as much chance as a cat and hell for So, I say it's time I go. But won't I do be sure you
What if he were? And what if I were? Well, maybe I'm just looking for someone to dance with. What if he were Romeo in black jeans? What if he were he? I may nonetheless look at a king and, frankly, Lazarus, all of this ridiculous silliness would be quite enough to make me laugh. <laughs> Thanks very much to Cat330. That was a little different, wasn't it? Even by ragbag standards. But a good kind of different, wasn't it? It was great. And what a great musical talent as well. If you're interested in hearing a slightly more, I don't know, music-focused interview with Cat330, do check out her appearance on another podcast, The Spoken Doorway, back in 2015. I'll share a link to that in the show notes alongside a bunch of other links to Cat slash Kathleen's music online. Until next time, bye-bye. Yeah, and Americans, remember to vote, yeah? Or if you're listening after the voting's happened, this is all your fault. Ragbag Podcast is part of Britpod Scene, an independent network of uniquely British podcasts that's always growing. Check out BritpodScene.com or follow Britpod Scene on Twitter to find out more. <laughs>